right, welcome back everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you here, our next guest. I'm, uh, his name is Chad Hymas. Welcome, Chad. Hey, thank you. Thanks for being here. Um, I want to just give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me and my good friend, Drew Peterson. You're awesome. And I want to thank all our listeners for believing in me as well and, you know, pushing this message forward. And uh, this has really taken off and it's not because of me. It's because of the amazing guests that I have on. And today is no different. And let me give you a little background on Chad Hymas, uh, who is joining us today. Um, the Wall Street Journal calls Chad the most inspirational speaker in the world. Chad inspires, motivates, and moves audiences, creating an experience that touches the hearts for a lifetime. He's one of the youngest ever to receive the Council of Peers Award for Excellence and to be inducted into the prestigious National Hall of Fame. Chad is a best-selling author, president of his own company, and he, recognizes, he, and he is recognized as a world-class wheelchair athlete. Um, it sounds like in 2003, Chad set a world record, which I want to know more about. Um, and he also, back in 2001, at the age of 27, his life changed in an instant. Uh, he was in an accident that uh, left him a quadriplegic. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But more importantly, I want you guys to hear Chad's amazing life story and how he handles um, tragedy and turns it into a blessing. So, Chad, thank you for joining us. Thanks a lot, Todd. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. Well, why don't, let's, uh, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about your background? Where did you grow up? And tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, so I, um, I grew up, um, I've got two younger brothers and a younger sister, so I'm the oldest of four, and we were raised in West Jordan, just a suburb out of, outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Um, very athletic family, uh, uh, played baseball, basketball um, growing up as, as a kid, uh, and my brothers played as well. Football was um, one of their sports, it wasn't really one of mine, but was one of their sports, and uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, after after high school, I when did some service for a couple of years, I actually met, um, met Shondell, my wife in high school. So okay. when I left for that service, she went and got her college education, um, in the, in the legal realm, um, as a paralegal. And, uh, when I came home from Thailand, Shondell and I were married a few months later. Um, and we still lived in that, in the city, but we always had this dream of having a ranch. And that was always my dream. And so we, we did, it didn't take us too long, but we, we found uh, some ground out west of Salt Lake City in a place called Tooele County, okay. uh, a small community called Rush Valley. And we started building our dream there. And, uh, and six years into building that dream, I was, uh, I was involved, as you mentioned earlier, in an accident which rendered me a, a quadriplegic. So I'm paralyzed on all four limbs. Um, I lost my feet. I lost my legs. I lost my midsection. I lost the stomach muscles two out of my three chest muscles. The only chest muscle that I have is the muscle that allows me to breathe without a trach or oh, the use wow. of an external device or machine or a battery operated respirator. And I also lost most of the strength to use my arms. The movement that I have is strictly shoulders. And that allows me to push a manual wheelchair with numb hands rather than an electric wheelchair. Um, while that electric wheelchair provides freedom right. uh, on grass, dirt, gravel, the manual wheelchair also provides freedom in that it only weighs three pounds and it's easy to load on an airplane and it, uh, it allows me to exercise and do what I can do. So okay. I am numb in all four extremities of my body, but I do, uh, 
I do travel the world by myself. Uh, you oh, know, pre-COVID, awesome. travel the world by myself, and post-COVID, or whenever, if there is such a thing as post, um, <laughs> right, I, do try, I, do like, I, I do take pride in traveling alone. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, I know, you know, I've been, you know, studying up on you. I've known you for a while, actually. I saw a few of your videos years ago, and my, my cousin Corey thinks the world of you. Um, he, he's known you for a long time as well, and he's, he's told me to follow you forever. And I was, I was listening to one of your speeches, and you mentioned that, you know, before your accident, like, life was amazing. Like, everything seemed to be hitting on all cylinders, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually. Your, your career was taking off, all of that. Talk a little bit about that. And, and then when the accident happened, how, how you dealt with, like, man, now this new challenge, how am I going to do this? And talk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so there's definitely different stages, but I'm sure that uh, a lot of people can relate to being comfortable going where they're going and doing what they're doing. I mean, have you ever felt that way in your life? You feel confident. You, you feel secure. Uh, I'm not saying you have to be financially free or anything like that. I'm just saying that you feel like things are going well in a relationship with your spouse. And that's where I was at. You know, Shondell okay. and I were doing well. We were figuring things out. We've been married for six years. We were figuring out how to raise uh, two little boys. The boys were three and one at that particular time. Yeah. Um, you know, spiritually, I, I felt like I was, uh, you know, definitely not perfect by any means and never will yeah. reach that but 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 definitely on a track of progress and progression um rather than than digression um i was uh you know in, involved in uh in a few different boards and i just felt like i was busy and i was also building this ranch which was a a very huge undertaking and a dream that i that mm -hmm. i just could not let go of and so uh, you know, I don't know if any of you ever felt like that before in your life where you feel maybe it's just you're comfortable where you're at, but, but you know what happens next. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. whenever you're comfortable, uh, the test, the test begins. And, yeah. and that was, you know, that was, that was the test for me. And, and at first after the accident, I'll, I'll just, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't see any purpose in it. It definitely didn't allow me to accomplish everything that we just mentioned, right. whether it's coaching the boys in ball, being a good husband, which I perceived differently than Chandel perceived. I mean, I, I, I equate being a good husband to not just um, being kind and serving, yeah. but also intimacy is involved. And I talk a lot about that because I think people abuse that and give it up for free. They wouldn't if they were paralyzed. I, I'm just saying that it's amazing what you hold sacred when you lose something. And a lot of people treat it like it's a game wow. by the videos that they watch on the internet and by the associations that they deal with on social media. Nowadays, wow. intimacy and sex is treated like it's some game. If that was taken from you, it becomes sacred. So there's a message there. Don't wait to – and I don't mean to start the podcast no, off right off the bat with some heavy topics, but I'm just saying – you know, a lot of people, and not just intimacy, but people sometimes wait to lose something before they hold it sacred. And I would, uh, I would just make a comment that it would be wise to not do that. Yeah. Um, to hold those values, such as family, uh, relationships, uh, things that, that, that are the most important, hold them sacred in advance by letting your family know how much they mean to you. Um, but no, the, back to the point. I, I got a little off track there. Sorry about that. But no, no, thank you. Actually, yeah, yeah, for I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't see any value in it. I didn't see any. I didn't see any. I mean, I'm just gonna. Todd, death was a better option. Yeah. Death was a much better option for me, and I, I, I felt that way. I didn't. 
you know, I think I said for better or worse when I got married, I'm sure I mumbled those words or said it out loud. <laughs> right. No one plans on their spouse helping them get dressed. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I know it sounds sure. like fun, Todd. It's not fun. <laughs> no one right. plans on having their spouse help them shower. I didn't say shower with your spouse. That's different. But no, yes. one ha- no one plans on having your spouse help you shower to get clean. Right. I know it sounds like fun. It's not fun. And so that was my attitude back then. That was my attitude. And so because of that attitude, they kept the kids from me because Uh, as you well know on this podcast and from the words that I'm seeing behind you that I'm reading about mindset and the human soul and the power and weapon of the human soul, our, our soul and our countenance and our aurora dictates other people's actions. Yeah. I think there's a passage that I've read somewhere that says, let your light shine that others might see your happiness yeah. and be happy themselves, you know, and, and, and then glorify somebody else. I think I read something like that, right? Sure. Don't, don't <laughs> hide your candle underneath a bush. Yeah. It's the same passage, Matthew 5, 15 and 16. It's, a, it's just a passage I like. I'm not trying to be spiritual. It's just, it's just, I like that passage. Yeah. And so I was, uh, I was ready to call it quits. And so they took the kids from me, uh, not, not to be mean. I just, it was going to hurt them. Yeah, that there was a there was a pivotal there was a pivotal moment. There was a there was a a change in course. Something that happened that took place that changed that whole mindset. Very 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 powerful moment that changed that. Yeah. Do you do you mind sharing that powerful pivotal moment? Is that well, something you'd I like did. to share? Or? It was it was something that that took place over the course of time, but it really has to do with mindset and 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 focusing. Um, you know, I've always heard that the mind is a powerful tool. I never did realize how powerful it was until after my accident. Maybe that's the tragedy of my broken neck. The tragedy is not that there's, there's a paralyzed guy over there sitting in a wheelchair at a restaurant with his wife. That's not the tragedy. The tragedy is it took my mindset for me to realize the potential that I really had and what I could do with my life. I mean, nothing has changed in the last 19 and a half years as far as physically. I'm still 95% numb. What has changed is suicide is not an option for me. Okay. Uh, my dad told me that I could be a better husband after the accident that I was before. Wow. Now, my mind told me that I couldn't, yeah. and my body told me that I couldn't, but that mindset's everything. It's key on how I treat her, you know, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and how I speak to her and the gratitude that I show to her. He said that I could be a better coach to my kids. And my mind... And physically, I was thinking, there's no way. I can't even do a layup. Right. I can't even shoot a foul shot. So that, but he wasn't talking about that. You know, here we are 19 years later. I haven't missed a game. I sit courtside. My kids say they play better when I'm on the court than when I'm off. So I, I can't miss. Yeah. I can't miss. Because I've come to the realization in my mindset that my life is not about me. I'll put it to you this way, Todd. Before my accident, I was looking for a way to make money and build my dream. Since my accident, I've tried to find a way to contribute and help other people build their dreams. My dream has still come to fruition, and I've made a better living in the process. I'm not saying that to be. I'm just saying that's that's sure. that's, that's that's how I sum, that's how I, I can sum it up right there. Yeah. Before my accident, looking for a way to make money for me and build my dream. Yeah. Since the accident, I've tried to find a way to help others build their dreams and reach their potential, and still my dream has come to fruition, as you can see behind me. Sure. My yeah. And That's beautiful, yeah. And 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 I'm making a living for my family. Shondell and I just celebrated 26 years, 
instead of the two boys, we've added two more to other families. So we've adopted a little girl from Guatemala. Okay. Uh, and we've adopted a little boy from Ethiopia. And oh. so it's, uh, but that pivotal moment was about mindset. And my dad said, focus on what you have. I'll give you another example. Uh, yeah, let me please. ask, let me, let me, let me make this podcast about you. Let me ask you. <laughs> You remember the uh, the show America's Most Wanted? Yeah. Who was the host of that show? Oh boy, I can see his face. I can't remember I his name. His name's John Walsh. John Walsh, yes. Yeah. Do you remember what happened to John? Yeah, his son, I think, was kidnapped and 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 I think even murdered, if I remember right. Yeah, swiped. They didn't find him until twelve years later. I mean, he swiped. Was, oh, wow. And John's John, John, John never wanted to be on TV. John didn't want to be an influencer. He, he just wanted to be a dad. He, he, he didn't want to be a, America's most wanted. Wasn't even, wasn't even a, wasn't even a spectacle in his, in his mind. Wasn't even a, a thought. Yeah. So here, now we're talking about mindset. So I cannot think of a worse thing. I, seriously, Todd, I, I don't know of a worse thing that could happen to a, a, a father yeah. than to under his watch. He's babysitting and he turns a blind eye for a second and the kid is swiped. They don't find him for 12 years later for DNA and things like that. But in the midst of that time, John writes in his book and he's also, John's a good friend. Okay. The only thing that kept him from putting a Glock to his chin is for him to not put a big number on the mistake that he made. It doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Right. Mistakes are very powerful teachers for us. Very powerful. Love that. You have to hear the message of the mistakes. John made a mistake. He didn't put a big number on it because if he would have, he would have taken his own life. He only gave it the number. So let's say let's let's say number ten is the max. Okay. If John would have put a number ten on that loss, he would have taken his life and not accomplished what he's done for other people the last twenty three years, twenty four years now. It's two. It's twenty twenty. It's been twenty four years. Jeez. He gave the loss of Adam, let's say he gave him a three. What's John done with the other seven? He's put it towards serving other people, and that's how he honors the mistake he made in the loss. And I think his son would be proud, because what has John done? He's put just over 3,600 people of the world's most inhumane people and killers and murderers behind bars. Wow. And that's how he honors his son. Jeez. And that's that's what helps him get his butt out of bed every morning, put his boots on after his jeans, goes in front of a camera, and they get their tail to work. And I can relate to that a little in that yeah. my passion in the morning, what gets me up at four o'clock is it takes me two hours to get dressed by myself, and I got to go find someone to serve. Man. So there's a, some, there's, a, there's a parallel there, that, that John, and I think that parallel can relate to everybody else. Right now, that's going through challenges, challenges of, of being isolated. COVID nineteen is, you know, we, we, we're dealing with that. We're dealing with protests. We're dealing with fires that we've never seen before. We're dealing with uh, tornadoes and hurricanes, and we've never seen anything like this before in, in our world. And so yeah. that can make even the best of us feel hopeless, fearful, uncertainty, and doubt. And in yeah. those same feelings, me and our listeners share something in common. How do you overcome that? Focus on what you still have. Even if you lost your home to a fire. I know it's easier said than done, but I'm saying focus on what you still have. I lost 95% of my body. That's like losing a home. In fact, others might say they might, they might, 
agree with it. They'd rather lose their home to a fire than lose 95% of your, let me just ask you, Todd, what would you rather lose? Your home to a fire or 95% of your body for the rest of your life? You pick. Yeah, home, home to a fire. I'd, so I, I, I might agree with that, right? But, yeah. but, but I probably wouldn't now because I'm, I've dealt with that. Sure. Here's, here's the thought. Here's the mindset. Okay. The current crisis that we always go through always seems to be the worst. So if I have a listener that's going through divorce, that's their worst crisis. If yeah. somebody that's broken a leg and they can't finish off their sports career, that's the, that's the biggest crisis. They've got. Right now we're going through COVID. That's the biggest crisis for others. But, but others are, have lost their job. That's even a bigger crisis. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just simply yeah. saying that there are many listeners out there that understand paralysis more than me. What is paralysis? Paralysis is not an unbody. Paralysis isn't numbness at all. Paralysis is people that refuse to change the way they've done things in the past and find themselves trapped in their own patterns. Wow. Can, you remember, can, you, can you imagine where I would not be today if I thought to myself, I'm not going to learn how to walk differently. Right. My mom and dad taught me how to walk when I was two. I'm not changing for anybody. Or how about this? Refuse to change jobs. Yeah. I never wanted to be on this podcast with you. I'm not being rude. I'm just saying I never, <laughs> I never, I never envisioned me being on a podcast. Sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. I just, you can see it on the screen behind me yep. that says that that's a ranch. I just yep. wanted to be a farmer. What I found out is I don't have to be walking or have my four limbs to be a farmer. And I don't have to have cattle or horses to do it. Today I'm farming people. And I have found a great joy in that. A great joy. Wow. So wow. don't Beautiful find story. yourself trapped in your own patterns. Go ahead, Todd. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to say that was beautifully said. And I, and I love what you, you, you mentioned, cause I'm a big fan of this too. focus on what you still have. And I think, you know, I was just sharing with a client earlier this morning that what we focus on increases. And it, I really believe that's like the law of the universe. And, and when we focus on all the negative, it's going to increase and the feelings and all the negativity will be at that time, we put a number to it. Like you said, it could be like a 10. And then at that point, we just want to give up. But if we focus on those good things, um, that really goes a long way. That's that. I really love what you said there, Chad. Remember, consistency compounds. Consistency compounds. Ooh. So if we're consistently focusing on positive things, like I, I'm sure that's why you've got that, that quote right there behind you. Uh, yep. When you're focused on things like that, you look at it every day, that compounds itself. If yeah. we're focused on our losses or I've got a bad home, my parents don't treat me right, my parents are getting divorced, or you know, I, I made this mistake, I, I got caught up in drugs, or I've been in jail, or we keep thinking then our self-value, our self-worth, our self-confidence, our self-esteem, all that all that digresses. Yeah. And we're unhappy, we're unsuccessful, we're unproductive. The most productive and successful people in the world know that mindset is everything. I mean, yeah. Todd, I've met people that have full function of their limbs that are more trapped and paralyzed than I will ever be in my lifetime. Man. So and they got full function of all their, their whole body. Yeah. And they're more trapped than I'll ever be. Not, not because they're bad people. They're not changing their mind for anybody. Yeah. And I'm not asking people to compromise their values. I didn't ask that. Right. Never do that. Yeah. Me, I'm not compromising mine. God, yeah. family, country, friends. I'm not, I'm not changing those values. But behaviors, attitudes, and belief systems, those could change. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, after the, after the accident, your, your, your dad um, had to kind of break the news to you of what the severity of this was for you. 
And when he told you, now you can be this better father and this and that, did you envision at that point, or probably not, but how did that lead from hearing that from your dad to you're now like, again, you're in the national speaker hall of fame. I mean, Remember that, none of that happens overnight. It's the, it's called the power of incrementalism. And remember mm-hmm. what I said about consistency compounds. Yeah. My dad never stopped telling me that. Wow. So let's relate it. You're the average of the five people that you hang around the most. You've heard that before. Yeah. So hang around people that build you up. My dad is one of those five. Wow. My dad's always telling me, son, I'm so proud of you. Well, how do you think that makes me feel when my dad tells me that? Yeah. You know, can you imagine, Todd, one of your own kids being paralyzed? I can't, I can't, I'm saying, I can't imagine. I can't. My paralysis, my broken neck had to kill my father worse than I could possibly imagine. Yeah. And my dad had the guts to come to me in the hospital because he didn't want me to be like all the other wheelchairs. Now I'm not, don't hear that as a, as a racist slur, a, a wheelchair slur comment. Don't hear that. I'm yeah. just simply saying he wanted me, other people with my circumstance, he wanted me to be different. Wow. You're not having me on this podcast because you want me to give the same message that other people have given. Right. You're having me on this podcast so we can be different. Exactly. I don't think God made us to be like everybody else. Yeah. Everybody else that's listening to your podcast, they're meant to be who they are. And my dad kept with that consistency. And over time, opportunities, which is now you know me traveling, that began to present itself. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that that opportunity is what it is for everybody. Yeah. The doors open opportunity present themselves and you'll find yourself in a more happy state, a more productive state than you would have found if you just would have stayed stagnant. Might have been a happier state than what you thought you were going to live your life before. I've been very, very blessed in my life. That doesn't mean I don't wish that I could walk. Surely I wish I could walk. I don't miss dancing with my wife, but I'm certainly not going to sit around and wait for that to happen. Right. I mean, I I can only watch so much Judge Judy time. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We can all probably say that. Let me ask you this. And I know this is kind of a a big question as well. Do you still find yourself at times getting sad? Do you ever feel down? Yeah. Yeah. I've never, people often said to me, so when, Chad, when's it, when did you finally make it? (laughs) Are you, are you joking me? Are you you kidding? Do you think that the adversary just stops? Right. I'm I'm not trying to make this a religious, but do you think that the temptation automatically just leaves? No. It's yeah. a constant battle, just like everybody else's constant daily battle. So I've been asked that on several different interviews and, and even television interviews where they say, Chad, when, when did it finally stop? The truth is, it never stops. And yeah. that's, what's, that's what's amazing about it, is it allows us to continually grow. Yeah. Translated, everybody gets old, Todd. Everybody gets old and gray and wrinkly. Growth <laughs> must be intentional. So when the challenge comes, the temptation to take drugs, the suicidal thoughts, are you going to fight that off and be willing to grow and be stronger because of it? Or are you going to let that be the victor? And only you can choose that. Only each individual can choose that. Dang, that's awesome. I love that. You know, I know you do, you know, you, you speak all over the world. You, you speak to big, large corporations. Can you share with us, what are some of the the principles you want your audiences to take away? Like what is, what are some of the big key principles that you want someone to walk out of there and go, man, I'm so grateful that I listened to Chad today and I got to, to witness what he shared. I think we've talked on a couple of them, but a couple we haven't hit on is that um, leadership is demonstrated by behavior, not announced because you have a title. Let me 
see if I can break that down a little bit. Okay, please. Just because you make a child doesn't make you a good father or a good mother. Motherhood and fatherhood must be demonstrated by behavior, not announced because you had a child. Right. Uh, just because you are a CEO of a company doesn't make you a good CEO. Must be demonstrated by behavior towards people. Back to that countless thing. I, I often ask executives what their greatest asset in their company is. What do they always say? Their employees. Guess where they spend the least amount of their time? With their employees. Right. They're always in their office. <laughs> right. I just say, people ask me, what's my greatest asset? I say my family. But Chad, you're always away from that. Mm. But so, so it's been an eye and, and the truth is, I, so I, I have, I have, I'm not looking for a fight or a rebuttal, but I have my own ways via technology to stay in touch with my family yeah. via text and letting my family know how grateful I am that they let me. So it's not that dad's on the road. I don't, I don't say what some would say, Hey, dad's on the road so that you can have a good education. You can have the Nike shoes to wear and that I can donate to your basketball team. I flip it. I say, just want your boys to know via text is a text. I yeah. just want you boys to know how grateful dad is that you let me go to Peru today to speak to this group of people. Uh, thanks for letting dad live a dream. I want you boys to know how proud you are and what you do to bolster me up. The next time my kids are faced with adversity or a paralyzing thought, yeah. guess, guess what they fight that back with? Who's looking up to them? Yeah. I am. You are. And they can see it in that text, just like you have that, just like you have that quote on your wall. I've referred yeah. to that four times today. Yeah. My kids can refer to my text. Yeah. My daughter, the text would sound something like this. Sweetheart, sure proud of your junior year in high school and how you're facing COVID. The fact that you wear a mask every day to school, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I see people fighting about it. I just love the fact that you're doing what you think is right because it's very confusing and you inspire daddy to be a better person. Don't you ever forget that. The next time she's faced with bullying or something a little bit challenging, what does she refer back? The same thing that you got on your wall. Yep. The same, it's just on her phone. So that's what she can see on her phone. So I just gave all of our listeners an idea. And my fear, Todd, is that people aren't going to do it. Yeah. All they have to do is find someone that has value in their life. Because you never know. Don't assume that your kids aren't going through suicidal thoughts. Don't be that naive. Don't be that stupid. Right. Don't, be that, don't be that dumb. Don't think that your kids don't have challenges. Don't think they're not faced with adversity. So help them by sending them a text that are your grandkids or a niece or a nephew that says something like this. Hello, Sally. Uncle Chad here. I know I don't text very often. Just out at the ranch today. It's a gorgeous day. Makes me think of you. Wow. You're a beautiful young lady. Thanks for all you add to our family. Send the message off. The next time that niece Sally is faced with a drugs at a party, an awkward yeah. situation with a gentleman or a guy, yeah. she's going to know who's looking up to her. Wow. She's going to be able to refer to that text and yeah. make a better choice. So that's go. one thing I teach my audience. Another thing that I teach the audience is real right off the bat is that I'm grateful that they're all there, but if they listen carefully to today's message, they realize that this big getaway at this resort is not for them. No, no, they get some perks. Sure. The rooms are covered. We're going to feed them a buffet dinner and breakfast. That's, right. a, that's all a perk. We're in Cancun or wherever we're at, and, and that's a perk. Who really benefits from them being in Cancun at that meeting? Everybody else they go home to that didn't get to go. Yeah. If they really understand why they're there and what are they going to grab from that, or is it just a vacation trip to get away and have 
room service, right? But yeah. Don't waste that time that they're in Cancun. So that's that's another message that I share. There's, there's, there's a few, few little nuances that I like to start my meetings off with. No, I love that. What uh, What's the scariest thing that you deal with when you're on stage? The scariest thing on stage? I mean, I'm trying to... Um, I mean, do you get scared up there? I guess is the question. Oh, get, no, I don't oh get gosh. nervous or scared. I mean, that's, I guess that's one of the benefits to being paralyzed is I don't feel the butterflies in my stomach. I mean, I don't feel that. Right. I, I just don't, whether it's 200 people or 20,000. I, I, that doesn't, I really, I feed off of there. I mean, that's been a, you know what, that's been a challenge for Chad Hymas the last seven months. Really? Is I've had to learn how to be a husband at home. Mm. You know, my, my, my drug of choice the last 20 years has been a hotel room. And what I said about my wife, I love yeah, Shondell. Sure. I just, I just, I just don't like her help, Todd. Now it's easy for people to listen that are listening right now to say, well, just be thankful. You know, don't have so much pride, Chad. Don't be so arrogant. Yeah. It's, they're not wrong. It's just easier said than done. The first yeah. four months of COVID were, I mean, tough. Yeah. Because I, I found myself going through the same thoughts that I did 20 years ago when I lost my I mean, I, I, we literally travel stopped. People gathering together stopped. All those big meetings that were booked, they all stopped. So yes, we built a studio and we acted quick and sure. we're giving a lot. I mean, I had two presentations this morning, virtual. So I'm able to do more in yeah. a day and speak to audiences all over the world, but that's fine. But where do I end up at night? Yeah. And Shondell, God bless her. She does not like me to get dressed by myself. There's a reason why. It takes me a couple hours, but, but, but that's fine. She'll let me do it, but she would rather, I don't know if you can believe this, she would rather let, have me go out and have breakfast with the kids. Can you imagine that? Yeah. I'm just saying, she yeah. wants me to go have breakfast with my children before they go to school when I am used to getting dressed by myself and rode, I don't know if I, I'd rather get dressed by myself. Yeah. So I've had to make some choices and it took me four months. So it didn't, I know it sounds like an easy choice, but until you actually live it and go through it, yeah. you know, then, then you're faced with it day in and day out. So I've gotten better the last two and a half months. I, I, ha, I don't have it mastered. And there's still those moments of insecurity and, and, you know, and, and, yeah. and learning how to watch a movie with Shondell and to date again. And of course, but my, my drug and my scapegoat's been a hotel 26 to 28 days a month. And never miss a game with my kids. So I fly out usually at midnight after the game's over. That's, that's what I've done for 20, for 20 years. I've done that. 20 years, yeah. My okay. wife will verify that. I've been gone. I've been gone eight months out of the year, 26 to 28 days, November, December, January, and February. I'm usually home Tuesdays and Fridays because of game nights. Mm. That's it. That's wow. it. And that's my, that's my Christmas 10 days. And that's about it. Anniversary. If, if, if I'm lucky, I, mean, I just let my office book over. Right. So I've got a gem of a wife. I mean, think of the freedom she's given me because she understands the complexity sure. yeah. and the struggles that I've had in my mind. And so this has been an opportunity for me to grow. Yeah. And, and when I see it as that, then it's a much better day. And yeah. I go in the house happy and I sit down and I have dinner like most families or a lot of families do when daddy comes home from work. So now daddy's coming in from the studio or the office yeah. and we'll go for a drive, but I'm not used to that lifestyle. I'm used to a lifestyle in a Marriott. Right. Well, now that you've gone through this and you say you're growing from this and you know, 
if things do, if they ever do get back to normal per se, do you think you'll do things differently moving forward now that you've gone through this process of growing? I'll go back. To the, I'll go back to the hotel. <laughs> I will, but, 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 but I'm going to be more grateful for what I learned for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that, that when my days are done and I, and I leave this life, God's going to say, how many days did you spend away from home? He's going to want to know, did you treat her better? Yeah. God's not going to say, what church did you go to? He's not overly well with math. He doesn't, right. you know, you and I, we have children. Yeah. How do you feel when your children don't get along? Yeah, it's hard to see it. It's tough. I can only imagine what he's thinking right now. Oh, God wow. does not care for black, white, Asian. He doesn't care. Caucasian. He doesn't. It's not, yeah. it's not a stat that he's overwhelmed with. Right. I'm sure he is completely saddened and disheartened. And my job right now is to try and get messages out there that will help people see that. Wow. He's, he's got to be sad. He's, he's got to be. He's not, yeah. he's not going to say, so were you a Buddhist in Thailand? Were you Islamic in yeah. Afghanistan? I mean, what was your faith? You know, you, you don't know who the real savior, I mean, and people fight and kill over that. Hey, we're right. The Christians are right. The Buddhists are right. The Islamic, you know, the, the radical left, the radical right, you know, we're right. God's not going to ask any of those questions. He is going to want to know, hey, so did you, did you see the learning opportunity and the challenge it was given to you? And I'm going to have to say, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I said some bad words to her, God. I did. I said some, I said some things. But, but, but it took some time. But then I started to watch her movies. I mean, I kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean and Star Wars. And she <laughs> liked watching this lady by the name of Sandra Bullock. And they were all this love story stuff. But, but I started to watch him. And, and then I kind of liked him. And it was kind of fun after that, you know. But, but it took me a while, you know. And so, sure. but, but we figured out that piece of it. And then I hope he says, like what my dad says, I'm sure proud of you. Wow. That's what I hope he says. Yeah. So, Wow. So beautifully said, Chad. You know, you, you've already said some really amazing things, but a large portion of my audience that's going to hear your message, Chad, and your story today are struggling. Uh, most of them with addiction. Um, a lot of them with suicidal thoughts or they've lost a uh, loved one to suicide. You've, you've shared some gems already, but knowing that, that that's the audience, is, is there something you could tell them right now if they're and again, with COVID and all these riots and everything that's going on, who feel literally hopeless at this point, is there something that you could share with them right now that hopefully would spark that light in them that you were talking about earlier? So I want to be very careful with this okay. because I can say some things that, 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 that we've already said and that I can say some more that we can, and we can add and do, do more. That's, that's not a problem. Okay. Here's the problem that I need all of your listeners to understand as they're going through, let's call it a crisis. It is, it's, whether right. it's a mental, physical, uh, emotional, it's a crisis, addiction, suicidal thoughts. Those are all serious trauma um, events and, and thoughts that are very, very difficult to understand and to go through. Yeah. No matter what I say, they need to realize one thing. No matter what my dad said to me in the hospital, no matter who I heard it from, 
no matter what angels I may have talked to. And I'm not saying I talked, I'm just saying right. some people have talked to angels. It doesn't, people will lose it even after that. Yeah. So let me give, give you an example. Okay. The nurses said some good things to me. The doctors were motivational. My dad was always motivational. My wife was always upbeat. But what happens is all those people leave for a certain amount of time because they have some things that they have to take care of. Yeah. My wife had to take care of the kids. Dad had to go take care of his business. The doctor went home to his wife. The nurses went home to their wife or their spouses. So there will be those moments of loneliness. Yeah. Who's the true thought-provoking influencer in their lives? Who's the one that dictates the results? The people that are listening. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a motivational speaker or someone that can help them. Someone can, and, yeah. and I, but, but they have to make that choice. Yeah. So all I would say, here's, here's, here's my message, okay. is I would ask your listeners that are contemplating suicide, have had somebody that has committed suicide, has, has gone, gone through addiction, I would ask them to be very, very careful of what they're thinking in their head right now. Because whatever they're thinking in their head right now, whatever their mindset is right now today, right this very moment, will dictate their actions the second that you and I end this. As yeah. soon as we hit the end button, yeah. and then this is over, that dictates actions. Actions will dictate the results, positive or negative, that they get. That's why I'm always trying to hang around good people. I'm always trying to read a good book or listen to a good podcast or watch a good YouTube video yeah. or a good TED talk right. or a good church talk or a good passage in a Bible or a, you know, any book. I'm just saying, give me something good. Yeah. Because if I want to see something bad, I'll probably turn on a debate. I'll probably turn on a, I should make this political. I'll probably turn, I'm just saying, I'll probably, sure. I'll probably turn on the news. I will, you know, there's lots of places to get bad stuff out there. Yeah. So what is it that they're going to do? based on their belief system about their self. Because if they believe that they're suicidal and they believe they're depressed and they believe that they're worthless, hence their actions that day. Yeah. And the results that will then soon follow. Wow. Must be very, very careful of your mindset as it pertains to your belief system about yourself. Right. That one thing right there, Todd, is what makes me fluctuate. If my mindset is... Yeah is upbeat and I'm excited about the day. And I'm, you know, even though I might be going home, which is not something I'm used to, but yet Chandel says, I'm excited. We're going to watch a movie and have popcorn and we're going to have spaghetti and meatballs for dinner. You know, it's not the norm, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about that. And, I, sure, and, yeah. I, and so, so, all right, I'm going to try this. This is going to be good. And, and then Chandel doesn't like me to get undressed by myself. It takes me about an hour to do that and with no, no hands. But Chandel has me undressed and in my night clothes, like in five minutes. Right. You know, so she doesn't want to wait to watch a movie. She wants to help me. So part of that is listeners, listen up, be willing to surrender to other people because it's not always about you. Wow. I love that. Surrender yeah. yourself, surrender your ego, surrender your pride. Todd, wow. I got so much, I got so much pride, Todd. I mean, your listeners can probably tell just by listening the way I talk. I, I do. I have so much pride. But when I surrender just a little bit, mm -hmm. my relationship with Shondell and my kids, I mean, it, just, just two months ago, two months ago, it's already October 1st. Yeah. Just two months ago, I was having a rough day. I was thinking about 
the airplanes that I missed in the hotel room. It's just one of those days I came out of the office and I just sat here like this with my head on my on my wrist, just saying, I think, what am I going to do today? This is just, right. and my wife could feel it and it was bad. And my oldest boy, 22, came into the office and he said, Dad, I want you to go for a ride with me. So I, he loaded me up in his truck, picked me up, and we just went for about a 20-minute drive. He said, Dad, I noticed Mom's been sad the last few weeks, Dad. Hmm. I said, well, you know, I haven't said anything mean to her, bad. He said, that's just it, Dad. You've, you've been completely quiet, Dad. Hmm. Yeah. I said, well, I, you know, I, my mom always said, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And he said, yeah, Dad, but you've got a lot to be thankful for. So why don't you tell her, thank you, Dad. I mean, my 22-year-old kid wow. is telling his dad this. Jeez. And what do you say to your kid? Do yeah. you say it's none of your business? Do you start swearing at him? I mean, this kid has got it. Yeah. And I'm not sure when as adults, we don't surrender to that. Man. When my kid said that to me, I had him drop me off at home. I will in the house. I took Shondell to the back room like I've done 20 times, and I asked for her forgiveness. Like I've done 20 times before, right. 30 times, 40 times. And I asked for another opportunity to be more grateful. It's not that she was going to leave me. She was just down. Sure, she yeah. said, thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me. You've been quiet for two weeks because I just go silent. Yeah. I just shut up. You know, I, I won't say a word in the shower. I won't say a word. I just, I just go quiet. Yeah. And I, it's, it's a killer. It's deadly. Yeah. That's not who I am. But they can tell. Yeah. Remember, let your light shine forth. Mm. Others might see it and be happy too. Yeah. Don't hide it under a bush. Wow. I love it. Thank you, Chad. One last question. I already know the answer to this, but I'm still going to ask it anyways. If you could go back and change this, would you? The accident so, and all of it. Some people think I'm crazy, and I, I understand, but I wouldn't change it. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't miss it, because I do miss it a lot, everything we talked about. Mm -hmm. But if I were to go back and change what happened to me that fateful night when I broke my neck, guess what I'd have to give up? All the growth that's come because of it. All of it, yep. All of it have to go. And I am not giving up that. Wow. There's no way. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't. I, there's no way. I, I, I can't give it up because I've learned that through all the pain, the trauma, the suicidal thoughts that I've gone through, yeah. the depression, the most amazing thing happens. I have learned that I can reach potential that others thought that I could never reach. And that's not an in-your-face thing. That's just, it's, it's self-gratifying to know that I'm in control of my own destiny. That I'm in control of what happens to me and nobody else, no matter what they think of me, no matter what negative, negative thoughts or critics that might say something about me, I am in control of how I take that. Yeah. Wow. Love that. So good, Chad. Thank you so much. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you who are listening to this and just get to know more about you, what's the best place for them to go find you? Just Google my name, Chad Hymas, <laughs> C-H-A-D-H-Y-M-A-S, Chad Hymas. They'll see the ranch there. They'll see some cool stuff. Cool. So yeah, we've got some, we've got the website and the YouTube and Insta and Facebook and LinkedIn and we're, we're everywhere and the yeah. videos are everywhere. So we, we post quite a bit. You do. And I, I, I've gone through a lot of those and it's been inspiring to me and, 
and the way you live your life, Chad, really, truly is inspiring. I, I, I love what you said earlier where you were building your dream and now you want to help others build their dream. And, and I, and I know that I mean, I'm speaking for me personally that I've, I've, you've caused me to think a lot of things where I need to improve my life just by listening to you today. And I'm going to actually put some effort in that direction. And I just want to thank you, Chad, for, for inspiring me and helping me at this moment, want to be a better person. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast and, and uh, let's see if we can't help some people. Absolutely. Well, there you go, folks. Chad Hymas, everybody, please uh, check him out. He's amazing. And, but what I also love about Chad is he's real. He tells you that it's not always, you know, everything's not always great. He struggles too, but at the same time, he pushes through that and he makes a difference. So please check him out. Thank you for believing in me and listening to this amazing story. And please share this with everyone that you know, and let's get the, this, the message out to everybody. I love you guys. And until next time. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it.